thank you for joining us today on Pine Cove Outback's podcast. It's a good day at the Outback. Brought to you by your hosts, BG and Fiji. What is up, you guys? It's your boy, Fiji. And BG. And we are pumped to be with you guys on our brand new podcast, It's a Good Day at the Outback. Yeah, that's right. Brandon, why don't you tell the people a little bit about yourself? Yeah, that's a good question. So, yeah, my name is Brandon, or BG, and I and the men's director at Pine Cove Outback. So I'm our resident full-time staff team here at the Outback, and I, I love this place. And I am so excited to be doing this podcast to hopefully bring you listeners into what a day at camp and what working at camp looks like. So, uh, yeah, I'm the men's director, and I, man, I'm pumped to, pumped to be here. What about you, PG? Yeah, so this summer I'll be working as program director, and basically, I am in charge of fun at camp. I am running the theme nights and putting the skits together for camp and making sure everything runs smoothly as far as scheduling goes. So super stoked to be a part of that. Yeah, so Fiji's actually, he as a summer staffer, as far as that goes, he's shepherding our whole staff. So don't let him fool you. He's a pretty big deal. And we, <laughs> man, Fiji, we're excited to be doing this podcast, aren't we? Oh, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. So you guys, it might sound weird, but we want you to know we're about four and a half hours apart doing this. So we, we, we have quite an elaborate system set up as we are recording and, and making this podcast. But, but y'all, like we said, we're excited to be here. And one of the reasons we wanted to do this podcast in the midst of all the crazy stuff happening in the world right now is we just wanted to bring you guys in on what it's like to work at the Outback. I know we got some Outback alumni out there. We met up some campers, maybe some parents out there that dropped their campers off at Outback. And, man, we just we feel like it's been hidden too long, you know? This, everything that goes on has just been hidden too long. Uh, so, yep. Fiji, you want to tell them a little bit about what we're going to talk about in our podcast? Yeah, so today we're going to be looking at just some of the behind the scenes of what it's like to be a Pine Cove counselor. And because it's not always with campers the whole time. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes work that goes on. Um, We'll be answering some questions from listeners. Um, That will be really fun. And then lastly, we'll kind of reflect on why we do camp, um, our heart behind everything that we do. So Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Fiji, let's stop wasting time and and let's get into this thing. (laughs) We are about to take you behind the scenes. Today on Behind the Scenes, we are going to be talking about work crew. Yes, that's right. So the work crew are, because uh, I feel like you could, you could imagine everyone behind the scenes considers a work crew. That's actually not the way it works. So if you are a counselor, uh, then you're a counselor. If you're not a counselor, then you're on what we call program staff or peace staff. So work crew is a group of counselors that do not have a cabin for that week. So it's about, what, four to five yep. girls, speech, four to five guys. Uh, so it's about you know eight, anywhere from eight to ten group of counselors working with our work crew director, our assistant work crew director, and um, yeah, so that that is who we're talking about when we say work crew. Yeah, and it's just it's such a refreshing um, week for for counselors who don't have a cabin. I mean, they're 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 working so hard behind the scenes, uh, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but. They're there mainly to, uh, as a buddy counselor for a random counselor who does have a cabin that week, and they help them with meals and just being there at the table as like another face, and it's just so refreshing as a counselor to have somebody 
to help you with meals and cleanup and everything in between. But BG, why don't you talk a little bit about the kitchen side of work crew? Yeah, because you mentioned helping with meals and being there for for the counselors, but but fam, there is a lot that goes into making a meal at camp. I mean, think about it. We on a full week we have over three hundred campers, so average week let's say two hundred and fifty. That's probably a little small. And then staff-wise, we have almost 100. So we're talking 350 to 400 meals three times a day that need to get cooked, they need to get prepped, they need to get plated, they need to get out to the tables, and then hopefully consumed. And then afterwards, we need to wash all of that stuff so that we can do it again in just a few hours. You know, there's a lot that goes on uh, at a Pine Cove meal, and we have some incredible cooks, and our food is so good. But that really, none of that can happen without, first of all, our cooks. Give a shout out to our cooks. And then second of all, of our work crew who allows it all to happen. Because we, we go to the extent where if a cabin has seven campers, then we make sure those seven campers and that one counselor, we make sure that there's eight plates, eight forks, eight knives, and eight cups on every table. We don't want there to be one too many or one too few. So we make sure we have an assigned, uh, like a table chart with where cabins sit. And there's just a lot that goes on. But Fiji, since you've done this recently, what, I guess when I think of work crew, I think of the fun times cleaning the dishes afterwards. Could you go into a little bit of detail what that looks like? Yeah, absolutely. If you're on work crew, you're going to help the table clean up their dishes. And then you're going to head back into the kitchen and um, get buckets of sanitized water ready. And once the whole kitchen is set up for cleanup, everybody starts banging all over the walls and the, the tables inside, the cleaning tables back there. And all the campers start to bring their dirty dishes. And it's just so fun being back there with the other counselors um, who are on work crew with you that week. Y'all are back there prepping buckets, getting soapy, and, you know, water's going everywhere. There's not a day of work crew that you go where you're not, you know, soaking wet or, you know, sweating constantly from side projects and everything. Yeah, and Fiji, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think I've seen work crew members bring an extra set of clothes to each yes, meal. Yes, absolutely. Happen? You always need to have another shirt or another pair of pants or socks or something because, you That's know, it's a, soap, it's a soapy job for sure. And, you know, like you said, there's three meals a day and we got to clean, you know, up to, you know, 350 dishes. And so, you know, it, it takes a while, but it's so much fun and you learn, you know, service behind it. And it's just, it's just, it's a really, it's a really cool um, experience to have. Yeah. And, and one of the cool things about work crew is that because typically when you're in a cabin, you're with your campers all day, every day. Mm-hmm. There are a couple of times when you're running activity classes or whatever that looks like. But work crew is such a valuable experience because it allows our counselors to see what happens behind the scenes. It allows them to see what all it takes to get a meal out or to help set up a theme night or to, to help run different things and to deep clean cabins and what that looks like. So work crew is a valuable experience. Not only does it allow camp to happen, but, man, our staff, it's a, it's a very spiritually refreshing week for them. So this is, a, yeah, work crew is an awesome deal that we get to do at Pine Cove. Mm-hmm. And um, touching on that and just how they're able to help their counselor, normally at times when campers go back from the theme night and shower, when the work crew is done with all the dishes from dinner, they're able to go help their counselor, kind of just like monitor the cabin and play with the kids after they're done showering and, um, you know, just kind of be their buddy counselor and play fun like card games and fun cabin-like games with 
um, their whole cabin that they're assigned to. And it's so, it's just so much fun to watch, even like as a counselor with a cabin, watch that person on work crew um, just interact with your cabin and have them just mess around and play games. And it's, it's a lot of fun. It's, yeah, that's awesome. So y'all, that is just a little bit about work crew. And that's one aspect of behind the scenes. Our hope is that every, every week or couple weeks as we do this podcast, we'll be able to, to bring light to something that you guys may not get to see uh, about camp. So y'all, we are about to go in to one of my favorite sections on the show. One of my favorite segments. We're going to answer some questions. You ready for this speech? Let's go. Now let's answer some questions from listeners. Y'all, what is up? We are back. It is, this is our favorite segment, is it not, CG? We love talking about silly, a lot of times, worthless things. Uh, so, y'all, we have some, some questions and then for some previous staff of ours at the Outback, some even current staff. And, CG, what's the first question for the day? Yeah. The first question today is sent in by my boy, Josh Gibson. A.K.A. Bike Wazowski. We call him Wazow. He was a counselor um, last summer, and he's coming back again. I couldn't be more pumped. And his question is, who will win next season's college football playoff? What do you think, uh, I think it's the easiest question we could have ever had. I think that there is no debate that the Clemson Tigers are going to win. And I say that, yes, as a Clemson fan. However, if you take in all everything that goes with it, we have... The, the best college quarterback to ever play the game, Trevor Lawrence. We have one of the best running backs coming back, Travis Etienne. We have an experienced wide receiver core. I challenge anybody who thinks they can beat the Clemson Tigers in the 2020 football season to come on, but I think, I think it's going to be Clemson. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, I think you, you've definitely got something going there with the Tigers. However, I just think you're talking about the wrong Tigers. Uh, because you think Auburn's going to win? You think Auburn's going to win? No, you know, as much as I love my Auburn squad, I think that, and, you know, Jeff Travis is going to kill me for saying this, but I think that LSU and Coach Ogeron are going to take it, take it again for a second championship. I think people um, are like, oh, you know, their quarterback's gone. They've lost some seniors, and, you know, they're not going to be as much of them. I mean, they've, they've lost, lost, they've they've lost, lost everybody. But I think Coach O, and he's going to kick a spark into the younger guys to push them harder. And I just think, you know, I just had so much fun watching the Tigers win last, you know, last year. I just think they're going to do it again. That's my answer. Well, I, I mean, I do. I will give it to you with Coach O. What does uh, Kirk Street call him? The square face, the mint mixer voice. I mean, you can't beat it. But you can only get, well, you, you can only get freshmen to do so much for you. Motivation only goes so far. So I guess maybe it'll be a Tiger versus Tiger National Championship yet again. But anyways, our next question was sent in from Trevor Craig, or Kix, who's newly married. What up? That is an outback couple right there. And he worked for us back in 2017 and 2018. And his question is one that is near and dear to my heart. Is it a kolache or a pig in the blanket? Fiji, what do you think? Yeah, that's an age-old question. It's I, I'm so excited that... Trevor asked this. So I grew up calling it a pig in the blanket. You know, my mom, you know, anytime she made them, it was pigs in the blanket in the morning. But ever since my recent journey to the great city of Fayetteville, Arkansas, I now call them Razorbacks in a towel. And if you think that's wrong, then I'm sorry. We just, we're just going to have to agree to disagree. But it's a Razorback in a towel. So we I don't do. think if you go up to any Bucky's or anywhere and ask for a Razorback in a towel, they're not going to hand you one of them. They're just not going to do it. Yeah, well, 
We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Well, I, growing up in Indiana, they were always a pig in a blanket. So coming down to Texas, the one of the questions, oh my gosh, have you tried a kolache yet? I was like, I don't even know who that is. Like, what? Is it a restaurant? What is that? So I still, I actually, I call them kolaches now just because I feel like I've had to assimilate into this culture. I also say y'all now. Um, but growing up, they were pigs in a blanket. I think kolache might it's Czech, Czech, I think, from Czech, Czechoslovakia way back in. Yeah, but, okay, okay, there is something I don't understand. Is that places will have the standard kolache, which is an enclosed pig in a blanket, right? It looks like a stuffed right, donut, basically, yes. with meat or cheese or whatever. But there are also, and these are also called kolaches, it's like a Danish, where it's the bread and yes. there's like a filling, a fruity, savory, whatever filling mm-hmm. kind of in the top. It's, it's like an open pool of stuff. And those are... I mean, I mean, at, at their, their core, core they're, they're different. different. I don't, I don't know, know how you call them kolaches, yet here I am, I call both kolaches. So I don't understand yeah. the difference. I think that's where it originally started from, is the, the fruit or chocolate or something sweet or salty in the middle. And um, those are originally where the word kolache comes from. But us, you know, Americans like to change up the words of everything. And so tying this back into the football thing, it started as an open stadium and now they've completed the dome, but both are still a stadium. Yep. Right? Well, I think we've got time for one more question. What's next, Steve? The next question is brought to us by my boy Cameron Timmy, a.k.a. Houston. We have a squeaker. And Squeaks wants to know who would win in a fight, the sun or one trillion tigers? BG, what you got? I mean, only Squeaks with, with, with a question like this out on the first podcast. I think... Of course. I've thought about this a little bit. You know, prepared man, I wanted to come to this prepared with an answer. I don't think I can fathom what one trillion tigers looks like. I'll preface this. But I don't think one trillion anything would beat the sun. I just can't. It's so hot. I don't know if there's anything that could withstand its heat to where a trillion of them could take it over. I don't know. And maybe... Uh, maybe, maybe a trillion, a trillion icebergs, Mike could do it, but, but I'm like a trillion tigers, as many as that is, I, I just don't see them beating the sun. But uh, uh, maybe I'm overestimating the sun and underestimating a trillion tigers, I don't know. Yeah, I think, um, I think you, you, you know, you, that's, a, that's a great, uh, great answer, but I think, that, I think that one trillion tigers, I don't think there are many things in the world that could stop that. And I think um, that's why Cameron asked the question, because one trillion tigers is such a dominant force, um, you know, it's just, you're not going to beat them, especially if they have the Tiger King behind them. And, I mean, you'd send, you know, you send half of those Tigers at the sun, you know, they're blocking 500 billion so much. Yeah. You're sending 500 billion at the sun, you're already, you're already creating so much shade, they're going to block so much. You got 500 billion behind them, you just can't stop it. In okay, what, what does the shade do for you, though? Like, like yeah, yeah, the, the, the second 500 billion tigers, yeah, yeah, they're riding in the air conditioning right now. But, like, how, how, they, how do you defeat the sun? I think that is maybe a bigger question. How do you beat the sun? I, you know, you just have to use your imagination there. Now, if, and, I, was, uh, if I was told I had a, a trillion tigers to try to beat the sun, what I'd do is you've seen the office. You know the toy on Michael Scott's desk, the toys that they, they get in a big circle and then they get back together and they're real jaggedy. I would attach the tigers together and make a web of one trillion tigers, and I would fan it around the sun. That may not even fit around the sun. Mind you that, PG. And then I would just enclose them all together and try to just, I mean, tigers have some fur on them. I don't know. If we're talking Clemson tigers, it only takes one. If we're talking regular tigers, it might take a trillion. I still think the sun wins, but that's just me. Any last thoughts there, Peach? 
I guess we're, we, we differ there. We differ there as well. We differed on all three of the questions, and that's why yes, we, did. we were great as a team. But Two anyway, involving many tigers. Yes, we hope you all enjoyed that. Y'all, we are going to walk into our final segment of the show, which we like to call Reflection Time. I hope you have a softened heart because we are about to talk about some serious stuff. No, really, like about the Lord and stuff. What's, What's up? up? We're, we're back, back, and yes, we're, we're talking about some serious stuff. Yes, about the Lord and stuff. So for reflection time, what we wanted to do is we wanted to answer a question about how the Lord has used camp in both Phoebe and I's lives to teach us things, to help us grow, to reveal things to us, whatever that might be. Because we both have quite an experience at camp. Phoebe is a camper for so long. Me, I've worked a lot of years in a lot of different jobs at Pine Cove. So the question we want to answer today is what, has the, what is one thing the Lord has taught us through working at camp? Yeah, and like you said, just I've been a camper since I was, I think, two years old. Right when Cry Creek opened, then the Bluffs, then all the you know kids' camps in Tyler. And Pine Cove has just brought my life just so much joy, um, not only in just having fun, but in the Lord as well. And I've been a counselor and a senior, like on leadership the past three years, um, working for camp, and Camp has truly taught me just, you know, how to truly love others and how to um, serve for the name of the Lord and, like, not myself. It's easy to really kind of, like, go to camp and try to be comfortable the whole time and try to be cool for the other college staff, but it's really not what it's about. It's all about the campers and just, um, you know, telling middle schoolers about Jesus and helping grow their relationship with Christ and I mean, when I was in middle school going to the ranch and Timbers, like, I just looked up to my counselors so much and saw just how cool they were. And, you know, just have, being able to be on the other side of that it is truly just an incredible experience to preach the gospel to, you know, a bright-eyed sixth grader and have them either understand it or not. It's still just an incredible experience, and it's taught me so much. I mean, when I think back, the Lord has just taught me so much through camp. One of the biggest things and the quickest thing I thought of was just about how his perfect timing and how perfect it truly is. There are, I mean, at camp we're preaching the gospel, so that comes at times preaching the gospel to someone who doesn't know it and doesn't believe it. That right evangelism, that is a lot of what we do at Pine Cove, and, and there are weeks where you just pour so much into one specific camper because you know that they're so close to understanding it. And man, one of the things I've learned through working at camp is just how perfect the Lord's timing is and not my own. My, my own timing would say that, man, okay, I poured into this kid for three days, so now on Thursday, okay, I would think he'd accept the Lord tonight. And that's just not how the Lord works. I'm reminded of Matthew 24, uh, I think it's verse 36, uh, where it says, but about that day or that hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. And there he's talking about when Jesus will return. But man, I think for us, that's real. When will we know whether uh, a camper or even a staffer, whoever it might be, is going to really start their personal relationship with the Lord? Man, about that day and that hour, I have no idea. And as much as I want control, and campus has taught me so much about the Lord's timing. And I mean, I've, I was an elementary counselor for a couple of years, and then I was worked at the high school camp for a couple of years. And I, uh, man, there, I can't tell you, Phoebe, the amount of times that I've poured into a camper and been like, this guy's going to accept the Lord at the end of the week. I just feel it. And it hasn't happened. And I can't tell you the amount of times where I've been like, man, that 
kid is such a troublemaker, and he is so frustrating, and he won't listen to anything. And then at the end of the week, they accept the Lord. It's like, man, this is all about Jesus and about him softening hearts through his Holy Spirit. And, man, that's one of the biggest lessons I've learned is just it's not about us or our timing specifically and being patient to see the Lord work and being okay with him potentially not having that moment be the moment that a kid is saved. Right. But trying to pray through and always know that, you know, that kid doesn't know the Lord yet. That is one of the biggest lessons I've learned from working the King. Yeah. And, yeah, you, you kind of reminded me of, you know, that scripture in Philippians 2, 3. It says, um, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility. Count others more significant than yourselves. And it just kind of goes, like, to, like, Pinko's statement. And just when it says, like, being others-focused, like, camp truly shows you how to, you know, not focus on yourself, but to focus on others. And how to truly serve, like, behind the scenes on work crew and... Give all the glory to God and not yourself and not have, you know, others look at you, but you're truly working to serve others, and it's truly a humbling experience. For those of you who have not worked at camp, man, that is, that is what we call our staffers at all times, of like, you guys are not here to be served, you're here to serve, you're here to pour out like a drink offering, as it also says in Philippians 2, and uh, when you see counselors jumping up and down on opening day in 110 degree heat with a smile on their face... I'm going to tell you, that smile does not come from their men's director. Uh, that smile does not come from someone looking at them again saying, hey, today's going to be really hard, you're going to go do it again. The smile comes from, from the Lord and from serving others. So, yo, we have had a blast on today. This is our first, this is our first podcast, BG, our first Outback podcast. How crazy is that? Come on, baby. Yo, we hope that this just takes off and we are listened to in the masses in New York City. We're going to be on that giant clock tower, whatever that is. That plays things. It's going to be a recording of us. Uh, no, we have. We don't really have any expectations for this deal. We just kind of wanted to bring y'all into camp, and um, I had a blast. Fiji, uh, you got any, you got anything else to end us with? No, other than I'm excited for this summer and can't wait to see you guys. It's going to be great. Yeah. Well, thank y'all for listening to the first installment of It's, it's a, a Good Day at the Outback. We'll figure that. We'll figure that we'll in out. So instead of picking one of our favorite songs to exit you guys out with, what we're going to do is each week we're going to pick one of our favorite songs, and we're just going to let that play out in the podcast and let y'all enjoy that. So this week, podcast number one, song number one, is one of my favorites right now. You're going to be listening to "Sunny Side Up" by Services. Let's go. So y'all enjoy. Thank you guys for joining us today, and we'll see y'all soon. I keep my sunny side up. So they can see me from above <laughs> I keep my sunny side up No more running from the love No more, no more I keep my sunny side up So they can see me from above I keep my sunny side up No more running from the love <laughs> Yeah Pour me up some OJ, happy fresh squeeze, sizzle up some pico, and some bay leaves, make sure that it's on low, let the top breathe, mm, let the top breathe, gotta let the top breathe, crack another egg on it, <laughs> me and you could make the best on it, yeah, never season so it's our time, Snow the good vibes rising. I keep my sunny side up, so they can see me from above. I keep my 
Sunny side up. You keep your sunny side up. We keep our sunny side. 